Well, hello, everybody. Matt, Scott, and Danny in our Christmas attire, other than Scott. How you guys Ooh. doing? How you guys doing? Entering week, what is this, 15, 16? Entering week 16, right? Yep. Oh, Jesus. So, Scott, what gives? How come uh, we put on our Christmas gear? It's December 21st, and you decided to come here in a in a sweat-stained undershirt that you've been wearing <laughs> for three days. Well, I wasn't given the memo, and uh, I didn't have time to change, so uh, suck it. <laughs> you need a memo that it's the holiday season. Yeah. 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 You're probably one of those people that hates Christmas music, too, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, that was me up Gross. until a few years ago. <laughs> that was me up until a few years ago. I was very, I was very uh, Scrooge, very Grinchy up until recently. I just didn't get it. I just don't get I it. But I found the right Christmas music yet. If you don't like Christmas music, does it exist? Is there right Christmas music and there wrong and there's wrong Christmas music? What's the wrong oh. Christmas music? <laughs> yeah, no, there's I mean, right. This is Mariah Carey on constantly. I don't get it, by the way. You guys have heard that song, right? The one that's making Mariah Carey's career. All I want was all I want for Christmas <laughs> is you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not a fan. It's a little annoying it, and overplayed to hell. Did not care for the Godfather. <laughs> it insists <laughs> upon itself. So, semifinals, guys. Semifinals of fantasy football. Um, are you being allowed to participate in your leagues? <laughs> I think they're no, no. two <laughs> of my four leagues. I am in the semifinals. All right. That is the good news. The bad news, which I'm sure we'll hit on more, is that I have Jalen Hurts in both of those leagues. Oh, um, the worst news is Pat Fryermuth is my tight end in one of those leagues. And I don't know. I'm in rough shape. We'll, we'll go through it all later, but uh, I'm in the semifinals. So that's something to be happy about right there. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. And Scott, you. Okay, you're involved in Frederick League. You and Matt both have to you gotta you gotta pick yourselves up from your bootstraps this week with two weeks left. Yeah, it was a rough we're... week last week. Rough yeah. one for the both of you. But if you guys pump out some sevens or eights or nines, get some good things to go your way in the all play league, it's gonna be okay. So there's something to root for, right, Scott? You're something uh something you're paying attention to. Meh. <laughs> I've just lost all the fantasy football spirit. I'm glad you're here. <laughs> I uh, a little bit just because I played the wrong guys last week too, just to rub salt in the wound of a shitty week and had uh Montgomery on the bench for uh Deontay Foreman because Foreman had been doing so well. And then of course that's when Montgomery puts up a 20 plus burger. So you- ass sniffing asshole. So you are in Illinois though. Is this gonna be the week where the Hey, I'm out of it in fantasy football. I'm just gonna blast off on some high uh high roller bets and just make all that money mm-hmm. back. Well, Scott already was our no. roller better. <laughs> That's right. He so bets more than we do. Sport, sports betting has not been going well. No, <laughs> it actually went uh well. I made up everything that I had lost over the on us this past week's football, but then I started doing a little uh basketball and I don't I don't watch basketball to enough to know uh can't do it. Man. Apparently, all the ranked teams in college basketball suck, and the NBA teams <laughs> can't beat a team that's you know ten and twenty. So, 
But it's okay. I'm going to throw a lot out there this week. The casino (laughs) owes me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's how it goes. And I figured it was going to go that way. I didn't do well, but I won my money back. So I'm on a hot streak. So I'm going to explore basketball betting. You've never bet. You've never bet on basketball in your fucking life. But this is going to work. I was playing uh, during the pandemic poker, like online poker with like buddies over Zoom one night and one of my buddies was betting at like 2 a.m on an australian football league game <laughs> and i was like what <laughs> yeah like can you so, even so get so the like score you get to watch that it's like yeah. no it was just there was a big spread so i bet on it. <laughs> a big spread <laughs> you know it's crazy though they, they let you bet up until the last like few minutes of games and stuff so it's literally always changing to the point where I was scrambling because I had lost like 25, 30 bucks in a day and then hockey was going on. Was and then scrambling. there were a couple I got a mortgage, <laughs> a couple of uh, over unders. And it was like a three to a two score. So they put the over under at six and a half. So that if there weren't two more goals in the last eight minutes, then you bet the mm-hmm. under. And but if one team scores a tie, it, you know, there's going to be a second goal. And then if the other team pulls their goalie for even though they're down by two there's still a good chance it goes over but i ended up getting both of those and basically breaking even for the day you know the fucking strategy behind the betters and and how to <laughs> how to juke the system i like it not broke vegas <laughs> well <clears throat> let's dig into nfl talk um week 16 is approaching and if you are still involved in your fantasy playoffs good for you we're gonna try to get you the information you need other than Scott of uh, see if he can uh, get him back from being mentally checked out. So let's start right at the top with what Matt kind of touched on. Jalen hurts separates his throwing shoulder and his status is now officially in question at Dallas. Uh, Matt, since this affects you the most, what um, percent chance he actually plays um, percent chance that you actually start him if he does play. Uh, what do you recommend here? I I, I don't know. Um, very wishy-washy <laughs> news coming out. And it's one of those where, like, I I didn't even look at, like, waivers. Like, I've just been hiding from my lineups since last weekend. <laughs> That's the way to be. To deal. I, I don't want to deal with the hurt situation. I don't want to deal with Friar Muth in a couple leagues. I don't know what that's going to happen this week. I don't even want to deal with it. So, um so this podcast is really going to help me get on track for semifinals here. You guys better have some good advice. So why don't you sit, hit pause and you take off for an hour and a half. Me and Scott will talk and then you can listen to it and get the <laughs> advice there. Be great. That'd be great. Yeah, that's a bummer. Um, the more I'm hearing is that he's probably not going to play. So yikes for everyone. Um, We'll talk a little bit more about him later. Matt Ryan, Colts quarterback benched for Nick Foles to start against the LA Clippers. And what's his nickname, Matt? Nick Foles, Big Dick Nick, Big Dick Nick is going to get that start. Scott, um, does this matter for uh, fantasy purposes for say Michael Pittman? Mm, no, I don't think so. I mean, he's maybe still better. Number one, could he be better? Because Matt Ryan's. So- uh, I mean, I don't. I see it being about the same. I mean, Matt Ryan wasn't wasn't doing anything well. Like I said a couple weeks ago, that experiment failed. So this team is just not been looking very good, but Pittman's still going to get his targets. No matter who the quarterback is, he's still the big threat out there. So I don't see that really changing a whole lot for him. 
I did see none of us are in super flex leagues, but I, I was seeing people hitting the, the Twitter sphere or whatever, when this news came out, like, Oh my God, awesome heads up. Like now I'm going to have a great play for my super flex league. I don't know. seems like it had to still be a pretty deep super flex, but yeah, my, I'm in a dynasty. I'm in a dynasty super flex and I'm actually in the semifinals in that one. And like, sometimes you're scraping at like the bottom. So it's like, Oh God, thank God I got Nick Foles. It's like, that's the feeling you have. Um, <laughs> maybe these benches are too large. Um, if that's the feeling you have speaking of the Colts, Jonathan Taylor to the IR, his season is over with an ankle injury, Matt. That's not exactly what you like to hear as a person who traded for him in uh, Frederick league, right? No, um, you got backup plans though. I got backup plans. I have Rashad white on my bench. I can throw him in there. Um, Kenneth Walker. I got available. He might have to sub out Pacheco if Pacheco wants to throw another dud on me, but either way, other options. Um, I just, I think Jonathan Taylor's there's no way they were going to try to get him back on the field this year because there's nothing to do for the Colts. So I don't know if this would have been a season under, if it was any other situation, do you? No, no, Scott, anything to add? Nope. <laughs> Scott's <laughs> so everyone Scott is here for this episode <laughs> to drink beers and party. Is that what you got? Scott is beer. You got whiskey this time. I got some beers, but the night is young, my friend. Yeah. yeah. So he'll be here for comic relief. Uh, Scott, we'll toss this one to you. Ken Walker, not practicing Tuesday with an ankle injury. Um, tell Matt if he should play him, if he's active. Um, What did he do this past week? He didn't do much, did he? Even though he was out there. That was the Thursday night game, I think, against the 49ers. So Ken Walker, he got like nine and a half points or something like he had a respectable game, but um, got some got banged up and nothing ma- major. Nothing amazed balls. Yeah. It's, yeah. Four, yeah. It was San I mean, Francisco. If, if he doesn't get a practice in and they st- still have him as out there, I, I probably would play him. Um, I don't know what your other options are. I'd kind of be leaning. If you got another good option, who's a, you know, bell cow back type guy for his team like walker is i'd go elsewhere uh who are they playing this week i can't remember offhand um one of the uh, one of the one of the teams uh chiefs one of the, the oh chiefs. okay they suck well, against on I mean, defense that, that's uh and there should be a lot of points scored so i think it depends on if he if he gets a practice in even if you know he's listed as questionable and he practiced then i'd go with him um, I think it's more of a game time decision, though. Mm-hmm. So uh, come, a couple other small things. Dallas Goddard returns from IR. That's something if you are Woo! needing a tight end because um, there are none not named Travis Kelsey. AJ Dillon clears concussion protocol. That looks rough. There's a lot. I don't know how he cleared concussion protocol so quickly. That makes no sense to me at all. So when it seems like after the whole uh What's his name? Fiasco earlier in the year. Tua Olave. Oh, Tua. Tua. And yeah. a lot. Well, Olave was the first one to feel the implications of the Tua That's situation right. where he got a concussion. It was automatically out a week, pretty much, no matter what. It seems like that's been the case going forward. You get a concussion, you're going to sit a week. And now just AJ Dillon's not going to sit a week. And that's the Monday night game, too. Like, yeah. not even your Sunday. Like, cleared already? It's weird. 
Uh, Chris Olave, speaking of him, hamstring hamstring strain. He is genuinely 50-50. I have him in my Dynasty Superflex Prime in the semifinals. Uh, I think I got to sit him, right? Like, even if he goes out there, the Saints are terrible. And yeah. he's not going to with the wide receiver is a scary thing for re-injury and just limited usage, too. Yeah, if you've got anybody out there that's gets high snap volume, I think you got to bench him. Um, Scott, you're the big Titans fan. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, <laughs> he missed. I wrote that he misses practice Wednesday with ankle. Um, then the couple like an hour ago came out that he's more than likely going to miss the rest of the season. Ryan Tannehill is so he's done. They signed Joshua Dobbs from the practice squad. Malik Willis is going to start. Oh, no to any Tennessee Titan in fantasy not named Derrick Henry. Is that where we are? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Titans are in a spiral. They've had issues with play calling, injuries, personnel, everything all year. And Ryan Tannehill going out is not going to make this offense better. It'll be interesting to see Malik Willis, what he can do, and maybe he can just get a little experience under his belt. What he's done so far this year when he's gotten the call hasn't been super impressing, impressive, so I don't expect him to just blast off, but hopefully it's good experience and the Titans can look to the future. They better watch their asses if they want the AFC South, too. Mm-hmm. Scott, your Jaguars are one game back and they control their own destiny because they play That's right, baby. They play the Suck Titans it, like <laughs> yeah, in like week 18 or whatever. So they say that, yeah, if they went out, they're good at uh, you thought you'd be saying that five weeks ago. If you guys remember, think back to the Trump Awards. Is the Trump Awards division picks? I don't know. One of them, I picked the Jaguars as my surprising team of the year. Or that might have been Matt, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. Well, someone did. I don't know. Yeah. So one of us called it. Uh, Tyler Lockett has successful surgery on his finger. That's great. I like that it's successful surgery. <laughs> like unsuccessful. Could just missed one game. If you guys had surgery of any kind on your finger, are you I'm not doing anything for a year. <laughs> so missing one game seems like it's pretty good for Tyler Lockett. That's crazy, right? Yeah. Tori Holt's a finger looking at I him mean, like a chump probably... right now, though. Yeah. You probably cut it off and play the next week like it's a finger. You're not Tape doing anything t- for the next year, Danny. What if it's on your jack off hand? <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> Two bits of Ravens news. Lamar Jackson's still not practicing. He's more than likely out for week. I wrote 15, but it's week 16, so I can't get that right. And Devin Duvernay to IR with a foot injury. So Sammy Watkins signs with the Ravens. Ravens are a mess. I mean, this is the Bengals, the Bengals' time to shine, yeah. Yeah, like I was saying, yeah, if I Lamar's so. out there, they're screwed. Last thing to note for this upcoming weekend, a lot of freezing cold temperatures and windy slash rainy slash snowy games on tap for this weekend. So that could make for some interesting scores, interesting game flows. It's also on some of my starts of the week, you'll see later. Um, I've been I've, considering like if you're in a dome or you're playing down south, I'm liking you a lot more, especially with DFS plays. Um I just, I, I hate, especially like a lot of these temperatures, like high of eight that day. Are you fucking kidding me? High of eight? No, mm-hmm. nobody, nobody wants to play football, even if you're diehard. So people not, say not, no. that they love it. And I just, no. that's just bullshit, right? 
that's got to hurt so bad, especially the line when they're smacking each other's arms and they wear no long sleeves. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm a lineman. I don't that. wear long sleeves. Well, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> but <laughs> so, speaking of uh, field conditions and everything, did you see, uh, I just saw on the TV about the, the Cleveland Brown stadium a couple weeks ago. Did you see that? Yeah. The guy uh, drove a car, intentionally <laughs> did donuts and just tore it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he climbed the fence. And then stole the truck that was a maintenance truck in the facility. And they have it on camera of him just flying around the field in this big F-350. Was he drunk? (laughs) He's 21. I don't know what he was doing. (laughs) I mean, he's going to get in a lot of trouble is what's going to happen. Property damage. What are you going to do? But hey, let's do some takeaways from last week, week 15. Matt, why don't you start us off with your first big takeaway from last week? I want to know, did the refs bone over Terry McLaurin and in turn the commanders tying up that game? I, I've i seen the replays of McLaurin asking the, what is it, the side judge, whatever mm-hmm. the hell that ref is. If he's on the line, the ref said, scoot up. He scoots up and then like puts his hand down and McLaurin like shakes his head like he got. And after the game, he said, he told me I'm good. And then the guy just throws a flag. The moment <laughs> so, the ball snappy threw a flag. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they got bones. So, That's mean, ridiculous. I mean, I, I do think he was still off the ball, but I mean, if you look at like 90% of plays in the NFL, that receiver's off the ball, but they talk to the line or the line judge, side judge, whoever the hell it is. And once they say they're good, they're good. It doesn't matter if they're actually on the fucking ball or not. That's the so. key is that he asked him, Am I good? <laughs> the guy said, No, scoot up. He scooted up, looked back at him, and got the. You're good. And then he moved his hand right to the flag. The moment it was, yeah. he threw the flag right up in the air. I was like, you're off. The, like, the minute McLaurin looked away, his hand went to his flag to have it just like cocked and ready to yeah. go. And yeah. this almost screwed me out of uh, my semifinals appearance in a league. I was playing against the guy who had Antonio Gibson going that night. And on that play, Brian Robinson scored a touchdown. I was like, cool. Don't have to worry about Antonio Gibson here scoring a touchdown. But what that penalty did was back him up five yards to where they changed packages to Antonio Gibson package. Mm-hmm. And he ran a little flat, flat option route or whatever. And he was pretty open on that play that they tried to go. Um, the the, the, the DP, Then the yeah. DPI happened in the end zone where, again, they got boned by the refs with the guy just hugging like a backpack over. Uh... <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> so the answer to your question, yes, the commanders got absolutely ripped off. Absolutely ripped off twice, specifically that McLaurin one. But then, yeah, like the guy was just draped on him, just like no feet on the ground. I'm going to destroy you before that ball got there. Ooh, uh, Scott, Scott, yes. you're you, you there. <laughs> what is your first takeaway? Uh, I have. The uh, it's with the Eagles with Jalen being out. Uh, we finally get to see is it uh, Jalen that makes the Eagles or the Eagles that make Jalen? They obviously have a sound defense, but a big game here, uh, against the Cowboys. I mean, the Eagles have pretty much already locked it up. Um, I mean, I guess technically, if they lose out and the Cowboys win out and then the Cowboys win this game over them, I don't know what it would come down to. I don't know what they're Head to head would be one and one, I guess. So I don't know what's after that points or whatever. Probably still the Eagles, but but either way, I mean, this is a big test for the Eagles. You have a a good opponent here in your division, 
and your star quarterback is out. And I know Jalen has what 12 rushing touchdowns this year, but how many of those have been like from the two yard line? I know is probably about true? half of them. 12. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what I heard that's on the right, TV this yeah. weekend. I mean, two of his three this past weekend were one yard sneaks though. So it's like Miles Sanders, I feel like is capable of getting those. It doesn't have to be Jalen Hurts. Are they going to so, get him to that spot? King Gardner, yeah. should get them to the two. Right. So it's just, we'll see what happens. I am curious to see how their offense moves without, without Jalen. You were headline, you, you and Matt, both of you guys' headlines on this show, Doc, are always so good. Mine are so boring. Jalen make the Eagles or the Eagles make Jalen. Oh. Got faith in Gardner this year if he has to play. Yeah, hell yeah. He's a gamer. You know how I feel about gamers, Danny. Yeah, I do. I've heard once or twice. <laughs> My first big takeaway is did you guys see that's not this isn't the takeaway is asking if you guys had seen it. No, it is. I take it back. Did you guys see the absolutely hilarious ending of the Patriots Raiders game? And how awesome was that? <laughs> that yeah, that was ridiculous. And coming from uh people that have right to hate the Patriots after the Oh one Super Bowl against the Rams. It was great to see. Um, you got to love when the Patriots lose in extravagant fa- fashion at the end of games. And this was extravagant. Jacoby Myers. That's uh, he's going to kick himself over that probably the rest of his life. <laughs> oh man. And did I hear that he got concussed at the end of that play too. So he may, I maybe didn't know he protocol. was dealing with a concussion. I didn't know it was that play. That's I think it was on that play, one. but man, you see how hard Mac Jones got stiff armed into the earth. Not yeah. that hard, but it was enough. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that game was tied. I can't believe it. That game was tied and that happened. It wasn't like they were yeah, down. I think Ramondre Stevenson, like he was like, I'll take it on me. Cause that was just a dive play to run the game out or draw play. And I gave it back to Jacoby, and I guess he thought we were just doing schoolyard yeah. bullshit. <laughs> I, I think that, that that is true. I think that he made that decision to do the lateral, and if I received the lateral from you on that play, I, I think I genuinely would have that mentality, too, of, oh, we're fucking doing this. Let's, well, let's rock. Is, Keep like, it going. Yeah, the, the minute it got lateral to me, I'd be like, oh, fuck, is the game actually tied or we losing? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you had that panic of, oh, my God, did I mishear the play? <laughs> Did we say that we're doing this? And I can't, I'm just going to go down. Oh, man. That was a horrid lateral, though. He just threw it right through the other team. <laughs> <laughs> that guy just just puts Mac Jones into the earth. Just, oh, it was just wonderful. Anyway, Especially like when, obviously, Mac Jones can't throw a forward pass at that point. Like, why are you throwing it all the way back to Mac Jones? <laughs> yeah, he's going to be the one anybody. that run- <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Matt, give us your second big takeaway from last week. We already pretty much mentioned this one, but Jags are playing well right now. And the AFC is absolutely within their grasp. Or sorry, the AFC South is absolutely within their grasp. Um, they're only one game back on the Titans right now. They play the Titans again. You mentioned they control their own destiny here. They just beat the Cowboys. And what was it? They They beat. I'm on the wrong. They almost beat somebody the week before that, too. And I can't remember who it is. I'm looking it up. I continue. Sorry. They just beat the Cowboys. They beat the Titans. They, they lost the Lions. The Lions. Are, <laughs> but they're fine. But before that, they beat the Ravens. Yeah. So, I mean, it's oh, that was that play. Little, yeah. That was that play that uh, you were at my house for with the, it was a two point conversion, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. 
and they went for it. It's pretty so uh, I don't know. I mean, three of the last four against pretty respectable above 500 opponents. They're playing well. Um, Titans obviously were one of those that they that dropped one to them, and the Titans are not playing well. Who currently lead the AFC South? I can easily see the Jags winning the AFC South, and as a Titans fan. Can I be really honest? I'm more excited to see the Jags in the playoffs than the Titans. I mean, I would wouldn't I, you be? I would be, you be excited. No, but I get it. <laughs> I would rather I'd rather see Do what you ex- like, Yeah, if you saw the Titans in the playoffs, you'd be like, well, it's first round exit no matter what. This but what if happening. it wasn't? But what if it wasn't? And what then we is got gonna to enjoy change that? To that this year. Malik what, Will starts running t- for 150. I no, I know it's if not Malik happen. Willis provides that spark. I yeah. guess yeah, I don't think it's gonna happen. Trevor Lawrence in the playoffs absolutely is more exciting. I I will see that. That that's he's having a, a hell of a year. It's just and wonderful. Yeah, the last part of that is just I think a big test is gonna be this Thursday night, tomorrow night at the Jets. It's gonna be a tough matchup in the mud and the rain. They said it's yep. going to be raining the entire game, too. So I don't know nasty. if that's good. Man. Yeah. Scott, your second takeaway. Uh, second takeaway is I no longer see the Vikings making a deep playoff run. I was big on them early in the season. I didn't think their offense could be stopped. And now it's their defense is just getting worse and worse. And they can't seem to stop anybody from scoring. And it takes a miraculous comeback for them to win games. Uh, I just I don't see it. I mean, they would have to win shootout after shootout. They're winning close games right now. But, I mean, you're talking to three, three, four games in a row where you're going to have high-quality opponents. I just don't seem to be able to slug it out week after week to get to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And on that note, my second takeaway, I'll just transition right into, did you see that crazy comeback, the biggest comeback in NFL history? 33 point comeback. Did you guys experience that in real time? I was texting you, but I didn't know. I mean, if you guys were able to watch that. So I didn't turn this on until about the two minute warning when it was tied up. Um, But I did hear there was some very terrible call that boned. I think it was the Colts at one point. Danny, do you know what I'm talking about here? I don't know. You texted that too. And I don't know what specifically the call was because I was in, I was out, I was, I was, and I was like, this game is over. So I turned it off until I was like, okay, now it's not over anymore. So I only watched portions of it. So I don't know if it was a fourth down call or. Well, I don't know. we'll have to look it up. We'll Google yeah. it. Uh, but either way, pretty bad on the Colts, letting them back in. Kind of almost sucked for me in fantasy because I was playing uh, in the first playoff round against a team that had Kirk Cousins. So I was like, all right, nothing's happening. And then also he just storms back with four TDs <laughs> win. a similar situation. If you're playing against Joe Burrow, he didn't do anything for the first half and storm back with four TDs in the second half as well. So you played you, I guess you played Jalen hurts for you though. And that kind of offset Kirk cousins. That's how you made it through. Yeah. I think cousins had like one more point than hurts that in that matchup. Damn. So uh, hurts did a good job of evening the playing field for me. So this one was one of the uh, good old uh, Sunday bets that I made. <laughs> that, <laughs> what uh, was it? Vikings were, were going to cover the spread. And then I turned it off because it was 30 nothing at halftime. And then they come back and tie. I'm like, holy shit. What was the spread? Unfortunately, the spread was three and a half. <laughs> so when they got the ball in overtime, I was like, oh, score, score touchdown. Score, score touchdown. touchdown. Score touchdown. <laughs> 
this would yeah. be insane. They didn't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was going to be one where like at halftime you made a bet like Vikings even money for like $17,000. You're going to make <laughs> like, oh, that would have been crazy. Yeah, that would have been awesome. Matt, third one. And how many times have we seen Hallelujah Blue in this show, Doc? And I <laughs> I love it every time. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, everybody is drinking the Honolulu Blue Kool-Aid now. And I mean, originally it was just us and then there's there's chatter. And now it's you got like all the different like sportscasters like talking about the the Lions being amazing now and their playoff chances and you're seeing them everywhere. So everybody's drinking the Kool-Aid now. It scares me because um, I mean, they've been playing well and I like to root for them, but it's like we were the first them as keep them as the underdogs here guys um, we were the first we were the first to do it so really we're the pioneers of this yeah um and i i, I should research it a little bit more exactly how but they're one game up on the packers and it's lions packers week um week 18 lions obviously have the tiebreaker right now but if the packers were to beat them week 18 i don't know if that would flip-flop anything with divisional record or anything like that so all I'm saying is it could be a pretty crazy Lions Packers week 18 game. And that, that'd be fun to watch, even though I'd rather the Lions just have it wrapped up over them at that point. So what I'm reading is because I'm looking at the Saints right now. And like, as of right now, Jacksonville has the same record as the Raiders. And it says wins tiebreaker over. No, it's very confusing. I think that's it's conference wins. Is it Okay. If the Titans and Jaguars were to like finish tied, do they go to division record as the second tiebreaker if head head was split because they're it's for the division? Whereas if like the Titans and the Raiders were going for a wild card spot, would they go do conference tiebreaker as the second? Do you know what I mean? I don't know if what you're it's trying always, to tiebreak yeah. division it's versus this, it's always the same tiebreaker and I okay. think it's it goes division. Oh, or sorry, no. You know, I think it does go conference. You know what? I'm looking it up now. I'm looking look it up. Look it up. Look it up. And while he's doing that, Scott, you give us your third takeaway. I have the McCaffrey trade is looking genius right now in San Francisco. Now that uh, obviously Trey Lance went down, and now Garoppolo is out, and Debo Samuel is out. So without McCaffrey, I don't know if this team would have held their own as well as they did against us, uh, Seattle, let alone beat them pretty handily. I mean, it was all Kittle and McCaffrey and that was plenty with their defense. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't have McCaffrey, there is it off as a rushing and receiving threat. I'm not sure they're, you know, sitting in the position they're in right now, which is a division that's basically theirs. To I may, for sure. I may have misheard you. I may have, I think I probably did now, but did you say McKittle and McCaffrey? I hope so, because that's really funny. Uh, that would be fucking badass. <laughs> I don't think you did now that I'm hearing those words come out of my Damn. mouth. Matt, did you happen to hear? I want a McKittle with cheese. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> God. Uh, so we don't get fast food very often anymore. I was just trying to do it as little as possible. Why? I, you know what? Now that you say it, I don't know. I don't know. McDonald's, everything that I've gotten from McDonald's is just fucking great. Oh, yeah. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, it doesn't matter. They know how to do it. Okay. Have you guys had a Big Mac recently? No, nah, it's been Mac. ages. 
Like, I've been, uh, I've been, I like a Big Mac. Sometimes just too much bread. Like you take out that middle bun, I'd be more into it. But uh, well, you have that option. <laughs> that's <laughs> why I'm a big fan of right now, and I don't even know why it is this way. But they got promotion, like it's on billboards right now. Get the triple cheeseburger, two fifty nine. But all their prices are going up on everything. A double cheeseburger was like two sixty nine. I was like, I'm gonna, just, I'm gonna pay more to get one less patty. No, I'm getting oh, the give triple me that patty. cheeseburger. Give me that patty. Yeah. yeah. So I've been a big triple cheeseburger fan. While I mean the, the prices are in my favor here. Yeah, I'm gonna keep doing the fast food thing until my doctor's appointment in March, and they tell me what my cholesterol is, and then I'll make the decision. <laughs> because if until then I can just assume it's fine, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I hear a lot about good cholesterol these days. Right. So it's like, hey, your cholesterol's high. It's like, good cholesterol? Yeah. Yeah. And, and they're like, no. <laughs> like, what do you know? Yeah, I, I don't understand. Uh, um, What are we talking about? Oh, uh, my life. We're at a stopping point. Um, I did look up the tie-breaking procedures, and it is different within a division versus for a wild card spot. So Sounds right. You, Danny. You're, you're so smart. Yay. Within a division, uh, it's like head to head, and then best uh, record in the division, and then best in common games, and then best in the conference, and then oh, so it victory. goes best in common games before conference. Then that's interesting. It says on NFL.com. Um, so, in the wild card, it is head to head, then best win loss tied percentage in the conference and okay. then best one loss tied in common games so that does flip there that yeah. is weird that they split the common games later then and so for for like argument's sake so if like the eagles win that division and then the cowboys and commanders it comes down to these tiebreaker rules they're in the same division but they are we're tiebreaking a wild card spot the rules are different than if they were the same two teams. We were tie-breaking the division championship. Do you know what I mean? Exact same scenario, yeah. exact same two teams, depending on what they're trying to tie-break, it, it changes. It's interesting. Scott, you write that all down? My God. Yeah, <laughs> so, it's too much to... It's too much to comprehend or even follow. It's one of those where every year when there's a situation like that, you just go to ESPN and look, see what they just say as a tiebreaker. I'm not going to remember. <laughs> wait till week 18, right before the game. It's like, wait, tell me what needs to happen. All right, cool. Uh, yep. my, my last takeaway is Justin Fields is so exciting to watch, and he could be a star if Chicago gets him the help that he needs on the offensive line and the weapons to throw it to. This guy is making at least one play a game where you're like, holy shit. This last one was like a 50-yard run. He got he happened to step out on like the four. Did you guys see this play? He yeah. almost got drugged down in the backfield and then still figured out a way to wiggle his way around. Got into the end zone. And they went back and looked and said he stepped out on the four. Uh, he is looking really, really exciting. If he could get some guys to fucking throw it to and to protect him. Yeah, and I mean, I saw that play. It was a super impressive run. Um, I think I had him going in like FanDuel or something, so I wanted that TD. Still a big play for him. Um, you reminded me of something, though. Who was – oh, man, who was the receiver who caught the ball with the toe on the line this week? Or maybe it was an interception on the line, and they reviewed it. And it looked obvious the toe was on the line, but they said it, they couldn't tell it, so it counted. Right, the reps have been doing that. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What, what, oh, I do what? remember what you're talking about. I can't remember was, what that was now, though. Was that in the same game? 
the same Bears game. You look, you look like you're you're looking this up, Matt. Are you getting it? Oh no, it was uh, it was the Raiders. And what happened now? It was Cole. His foot was on the. Hold on, I'm bringing it up now. Bring it up. The craziest final plays in NFL history. But that wasn't the only wild touchdown in the game. Are you reading the article? (laughs) (laughs) This is great commentary. This is what our our, this is what our listeners uh (laughs) they came here to hear us read them the news. The the Raiders were in need of a miracle when they got one, and they got one when Derek Carr connected with Keelan Cole for a thirty yard score with just thirty two seconds left to play. They capped that with an eighty one yard drive that the Raiders pulled off in just ninety nine seconds. Oh, the play capped that. Um, but yeah, basically, you couldn't tell because the end zone paint was black and the line was the line was white, and his shoes had like black up on the top of the shoe, and then like the white um around like where your toes are at. So it looked like his like foot was, or maybe I'm inverse. It was black and then white. right. Either way, it looked like there was a gap between his foot and the sideline from. But something. it was just a shoe. But it was obvious that a shoe was over the line in my eyes, but they didn't overturn it. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Well, what are you going to do? You guys want to take a break before we head into starts the week? I say, do you want to? We're going to take a break. Um, we will be right back. Right out of the gate. What's the best Christmas movie of all time? Scott, go. Uh, you know, I'm going to Christmas story. Matt, go. I think I think I gotta go home alone here. Oh wow! How, it's Christmas well, vacation. It? Might cut out. Home uh, alone is oh, what he said. He said think, home alone. Uh, Christmas vacation, if that's what you just throw their yeah. fingers, Danny, is certainly up in my tops. I'm I'm a fan. I'm a big fan. Underrated, underrated. And I have not heard many people bring this up. Just friends. Eh, I mean. I don't consider that a Christmas movie. I love the movie. I consider it a Christmas movie, but are you going to say that a rom-com is going to be the best Christmas movie? God, ever? If, like, if you, you consider know. that a rom-com, it's then it's you can tell. It's a good Christmas rom-com. But are you kidding me? Are you can tell me that beats Christmas Vacation <laughs> no. or Home Alone? Just no, iconic no. classic. I never said that. <laughs> I just said it. Said it <laughs> I think Four Christmases is pretty good, and that's not Thank one that you. gets a lot of notoriety. And that's a rom-com. Right, oh, maybe I just maybe I just like what I never watched uh, Four Christmases. It's pretty good. Is that actually decent? I've seen it like on the streaming services. It's it's out there. It's It's definitely yeah. You should watch it. It's a tier below Just Friends, though. Absolutely a tier below because Just Friends is is just wonderful. It's good. It's good. I don't I don't want to dog on Just Friends. I enjoy the film. I am a fan of the film. (laughs) Am I gonna ever put it in contention for best Christmas movie? No. I didn't say it was the best. Maybe I did, but I mean, (laughs) we'll have to go back. So as Scott steps away, as soon as I bring up the good question, but is Die Hard, a Christmas movie. Nope. Okay, here we go. I would say <laughs> yes, but not to a point where I would put it. Like it's it's also like a yes, it's a Christmas movie, but also it's not going to be my most iconic favorite Christmas movie of all time. Now it's like a thing. Now it's like its own thing of Die Hard being a Christmas movie. Even people that don't really think it is. Like we'll say that it is just for to be contrarians, Dan Lichman. 
but yeah, there's there's nothing in the movie that even alludes to Christmas other than it happens at Christmas time. There's no focus around the holiday. Even the actors in the movie said, no, this is not a Christmas movie. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> no. Is that I true? Mean, I, I'm pretty I sure quarrels with that because I don't know. I, I'd say Home Alone bridges on that. There's not much besides like the the very end Christmas. There's a little bit of Christmas in it, but a lot of the actual content isn't like, hey, mm-hmm. let's focus on Christmas content. But if you but listen, the whole movie's based the around soundtrack, them everything is Christmas, Christmas soundtracks. And... Yeah, I mean, well, it's I mean, there was a holiday party at that uh, at building hotel, in yeah. Die Hard that had to do with Christmas. You know what? what? You've brought up the best point I've heard in a long time because I've always been like, oh, come on. It's not a Christmas movie. But if but I do consider Home Alone to be one. So if I consider Home Alone to be one, I don't know if I can form a good argument for why it doesn't apply to Die Hard. There is more Christmas content in Home Alone. Like they're going on a vacation for Christmas. He's. He's hanging the stockings at the end. He's setting up a Christmas tree that he cuts down at one point. There's a ton of like background music that's Christmas themed music. The music the you could I think the, the Christmas music is good. play at the church and everything. There's more in Home Alone. Mm-hmm. I'll grant that, but okay. it's still not the main focus of the movie. All right. So everybody pause this podcast, go watch Die Hard, and then immediately go watch Home Alone. So you can formulate an opinion and then come back. Listen to that analysis. Starts of the week, boys. Week 16. Let's blast off, Matt. Give us your quarterback start of the week. Can't think that I've said this name yet this year as the start of the week, but my start of the week is going to be Tom Brady um, at Arizona. I think uh, I mentioned earlier that I'm trying to stay away from these really cold, really shitty, really nasty games. And guess what? This game is down south and in a retractable roof stadium. Um, So I like that. Other than that, Tom Brady has been slinging the ball lately, putting the ball in the air. I think it was like 45 times last week in the 50s, the weeks before that. Had three TDs over 300 yards last week. I think think they're just letting him him ball. He's not really winning a lot, but uh, he's putting up fantasy numbers, so I'll take it. Noise, Scott, your quarterback. I had Deshaun Watson versus New Orleans because New Orleans is not very good at defense. And uh, Watson, he did all right in week one, not so great last week against Baltimore. I am just realizing it's not in New Orleans, it's in Cleveland, which doesn't bode as well with the weather. Hmm. Uh, so we'll see what happens. But with all the quarterbacks that are out right now, I'll be honest, there's not a whole lot that I uh, had to pick from here. And I got Kirk Cousins against the New York Giants. Kirk Cousins has been a man for the last Real little bit. strong, man. And he's going to continue that against the, the Giants, who are not that good. Um, they're fooling everybody. And the the Cousins, the Cousins, the Vikings have something to play for, uh, trying to get their way to the top of that NFC. So lock it up. Matt, give us your running back. Running back start of the week is DeAndre Swift um, at Carolina. Still drinking that Honolulu blue Kool-Aid. DeAndre Swift Swift really hasn't blasted off a lot this year, but he had a lot of touches last week. I think something like 17 combined touches. Five of those were receptions. Uh, Didn't find the end zone, but 
I'm think I'm thinking this year, this week he does. Maybe not a lot more touches. Maybe not a lot, not a lot of more yards. Does that make sense? But I think not he finds a lot the of more here. yards. Yeah, that's right. Not a lot of more yards. Mm-hmm. So uh, DeAndre <laughs> Swift. It's a it's a gut. It's a gut. But I'm going with it. Mm-hmm. Scott, uh, give me some Saquon Barkley this week. Is at Minnesota. Uh, so weather up there probably also going to be pretty cold and crappy. So they're going to run a lot. Uh, we just talked about how Minnesota can't stop anybody from scoring. Their defense is atrocious. They've given up buku points. And obviously, Barkley and the Giants have something to play for big time. They're still in this division fighting for a wild card spot. So they're they're going to throw everything at them and put it all on the line because they have to win. Mm-hmm. And I got Tony Pollard against the Philadelphia Eagles. Pollard has supplanted Ezekiel Elliott as the main runner for the Dallas Cowboys. Ezekiel Elliott is still going to dip in. He always does. He's going to get double-digit touches, but Eagles can be beat on the ground. They're tougher through the air, and I think it's going to be a big-time Tony Pollard game. Blast off there. Matt, wide receiver. Arius Slayton. I was almost thinking about playing or putting in uh, Danny Dimes as my quarterback (laughs) star of the week. Couldn't really justify that. But Darius Slayton has been getting the lion's share of the work here for the Giants. And I like this situation. Uh, again, it's at Minnesota, so he's in a dome. That's a good situation. And Minnesota's defense is not great, and their offense scores a lot of points. So I'm hoping for a high point total, and I think Slayton can maybe do what he hasn't done lately and find the end zone. But the targets have been there, and if this team needs to throw, they're going to be looking his way. So Darius Slayton is my start. So I should play him instead of uh, Chris Olave in this uh, dynasty semifinals is what you're saying. I mean, situation and teams aside, I like Olave more situations and teams considered. I like Darius Slayton. Oh, more. shit. I'm, I, have to, I have to play both of them. Never mind. That was going to be very helpful until <laughs> I misunderstood my own team. Okay, Scott, <laughs> give us your wide receiver. <laughs> I have uh, Amara St. Brown, Detroit. Like we talked about earlier, they're uh, back in the mix with this little winning streak they're on. They're putting up a lot of points. And for him specifically, seven of the last eight weeks, he's had double-digit points in fantasy. I think he's averaging over 10 targets a game. So he is a big threat, a every-play-week type of guy. And I know Carolina has a pretty solid defense, but that's not going to stop Amara St. Brown from getting his. I've got Michael Evans uh, kind of piggybacking on the Thomas Brady pick that Matt put out there at quarterback for his start. This is going to be it. Mike Evans has been very disappointing recently, recently being the majority of the season uh, until now. We're going to see 10 catches, 150 yards in a touchdown. That's going to happen with Tom Brady here. So fire up Mike Evans. Don't be afraid, Matt. Give us your shocking tight end start of the week. I was looking, I was looking at all the tight ends, all the matchups this week, projected who's playing where. Like I and then at the end of the day, I just I fucking hate tight ends right now. And I I just said Travis Kelsey. There's nobody else I want to start. I don't I don't <laughs> want to start anybody else. I don't just leave it blank. It. Just leave it blank. So Take I, the Travis, L. Travis Kelsey is my start of the week because screw tight ends. Uh, I wish I had Travis Kelsey on my fantasy teams. So that's my start. 
Scott, your tight end. I have Dallas Goddard returning from the IR. Um, he's obviously a big part of our offense. I know Jalen Hurts is what? <laughs> <laughs> he said Minshew magic because he's going to have to throw oh. Dallas Goddard. <laughs> and you go, <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway yeah it's uh still a big game for philly to stay atop of the uh nfc get the the first round by in the playoffs so against dallas without their main quarterback i foresee a lot of dump offs slash short passes you know meant you to get in the rhythm of the game and uh, Dallas Goddard, he's well rested. He's healthy. I could see him having a, a big game right right when he comes back. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, Darren Waller. <laughs> Darren Waller is mine. Uh, he came back last week. He did really well. Scored a touchdown for the Raiders. Um, I think he's jumped right back in that top five. So Darren Waller, someone who may be on your waiver wire. You know, people just abandoned him. Um, go with him. So. You guys, let's get into the survivor locks. So as it sits currently with week 16 and 17 still to go, as we do every week, we each pick a survivor team. If you get it right, no points. If you get it wrong, you lose a point. We also pick an underdog of at least three points or more. If you get it right, you get a point. If you get it wrong, who cares? Who cares? It was an underdog, so you get zero. Actually, lately, we've been doing two points for that last one. But as it stands, Danny has nine points. Hell yes. Matt's got two. Hey. Pretty good compared to Scott, who has minus two. You'll get there, though. Stupid game. I don't know why we play it. That's right. So <laughs> a lot of these games, like we said in the opening segment, a lot of rain, a lot of freezing cold, some snow, a lot of wind. This is going to get wild and crazy. But... Matt, why don't you tell us your survivor pick for week 16? Survivor pick for week 16 is going to be the Bengals. I haven't picked them yet. Um, and you know what? That's good. My best situation here. <laughs> trying to trying to get back down to this week to recall what their matchup is. Patriots. But they are in New England. Um, luckily, it doesn't look like the shitty weather is going to hit New England, so it'll be a little cold, but not the coldest game of the week and not the sloppiest game of the week. Uh, I think the Bengals will be able to handle it. Hopefully, the the Patriots don't pay off the refs to give them a call or two this week after they got boned last week. No sloppy uh, stakes there. Uh, not Matt. Matt just went. Scott, your survivor. Uh, I have the 49ers playing at home uh, against the Commanders. Commanders is coming off a devastating loss. Could be a, a soul crusher that uh, they can't bounce back from with this season, you know, pretty much wrapping up here. Or Niners at home, warm weather. They looked good last week, like I said, even without a quarterback and Debo. So I got them. Cool. And I have the Detroit Lions who are on the road, which I don't love, but they're playing the Panthers and the Lions are one of the hottest teams in the league, both on the field and physically. Drinking that Kool-Aid. <laughs> Drinking that hot little blue. Uh, we may have to change the name of this podcast to hot little blue. Um, but actually sounds way better than Chumps of Champs. So Detroit Lions are my survivor pick. Now, Matt, give us your underdog. The big one. The big booty. The two Underdog pick of the week is the Eagles at the Cowboys. Cowboys are five-point favorites. Um, 
man, I think, I mean, if Jalen Hurts was full health, even think they would be the underdogs right here. Um, but chance Jalen Hurts plays. I have faith in Minshew. He's a gamer. There's Minshew magic. This team is really good outside of Jalen Hurts. I think they got a shot to beat the Cowboys either way. And the Cowboys have been stumbling. Um, I'm not that scared of them at the moment because what is it? Last week they just dropped one to the Jags, and then the week before they came so close to losing to the Texans. <laughs> so why am I scared of the Cowboys right now? I'm not. So let's go Raiders with a backup has to be better than the Texans and close to as good as the Jags, right? Yeah. It's got your underdog. All right. Uh, Third time's a charm for the uh, Falcons. They have not done it either. The last two, Uh, (laughs) but uh, this week, they are playing Baltimore, who has been struggling without Lamar. Offense has been stifled by teams that are mediocre a lot of the season, even with Lamar. So, I mean, Atlanta barely lost to the Saints last week, which doesn't say much, but Saints and Baltimore, they're about they're about the same, I would say, in uh, talent right now with, uh, with Lamar being out. So, come on, Falcons, give me one. Just one mm-hmm. this year. Yeah. And I got the New York Giants. They are playing at Minnesota. They're four-point dogs. Minnesota is just so confusing. Maybe Giants can squeak this one out, but give me that two-pointer there. Now, here we go. Final segment, the big one, the cream, cream de la cream, as you may describe it, is the weekly draft that we've been doing since week seven. We're each going to snake draft a four-rounder, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and a flex. Every week, the loser of the previous week has to chug a beer of their choice or a whiskey if Matt wants to go that route. But Matt is uh, our loser this week, and he has not lost since week eight. Goodness, he's got his natural life. okay at this, you know? Yeah, we'll see. I just, just like cough, <laughs> cough, throw up. Jesus, man. <laughs> so Matt's going to get started on that as I explain what's going on here. You can't repeat a player you've already ta- you have already taken in this draft. He is chugging it so quickly, just like Scott. Oh, my God. This is embarrassing for me. Just even watching that. But uh, the order is going to go Matt, Danny, Scott for these four rounds. And now that Matt is done with that, he is ready to make his first selection for the weekly draft. So week 16, here we go. Well, I didn't, I didn't do any prep now, Scott, do you remember (laughs) uh, when we were, when we were at the the midpoint and he goes, come on, let's just do this. We can just wing it. And then here we go. There's not been a single pick. Oh man, this is getting tough. (laughs) Well, I had to concentrate on chugging that beer. Um, you know, I was considering picking Kirk Cousins, and now I saw that I picked him in week two, or sorry, week eight, which was our second week doing this. So uh, I'm just gonna Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes has been selected number one. So I am number two, and I will go with Mr. Josh Allen. Probably didn't need to do that because reasons. But I'm going to do it anyway because we're running out of time. (laughs) And uh, we got three weeks left of this. And I need to to blast off with that. So, Scott, you're up with double picks. All right. I will go first with Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey. 
He's pretty good at football. He is, I've heard. Um, and I think I will also take Travis Etienne. Travis Etienne. So it's back to me now. And I will take. I'm going to take DK Metcalf here. Tyler Lockett's out. Chiefs can get squad on. I will go with DK Metcalf. So, Matt, you are up now for double picks, if you nasty. My first pick, I think I'm just going to do a little steel ski off of one of Danny's starts of the week and pick um, Tony Pollard. Oh, nice. Christian McCaff. I'm typing it in. Sorry. I know you didn't just pick that. Uh, you guys. Wait, who did you pick? Scott is your other one. Etienne and oh, McCaffrey. Yeah. Sorry. I'm typing it in. Sorry. Continue, Matt. Uh, I kind of want to go off of my uh, mm-hmm. my Aaron Rodgers love earlier. And either I'm going to pick another one of your boys, Mike Evans or Chris Godwin. And I already picked Chris Godwin in week 13 so you know what sign me up for mike evans yeah see you were listening to me and that makes me feel really good in my heart i, I do not trust you but at least mm-hmm. i can blame you when i, <laughs> I knew this another beer next I, week. I knew the whole time that this was gonna happen so i will go with for my third pick, uh, I'm, I'm double checking that I didn't actually do this yet. I'm going to go with Travis Kelsey as my flex. So that is that is Scott for his last two. All right, I will go with Prescott, Dak, and Amon Ross St. Brown. Wow, he had a locked and loaded. This is the fastest draft we ever had. Love it. I will go with Alvin Kamara as my final pick, my final, uh, my uh, little running back there. And Matt, you get to close this out. Let me make sure that I haven't taken him for any reason. Okay. I'm going to go with a little, a uh, little stacky poo with uh, Patrick pants? Mahomes. I'm going to go with the Juju Schmooshmooster. Um, last two weeks, averaging 10 and a half targets. Gotta love that. And a half a touchdown. So. Um, one half bring those averages up this week against Seattle. Um, Juju Smith Schuster, done. It is decided. The weekly draft is done. How are you guys feeling? That was really quick. We did that ultra quick, but uh, feeling I got nowhere to go but up, Danny. Mm-hmm. This is getting close because total points. Um, I'm right on you there. I'm 30 points behind that can be made up. Scott's a little bit further. Uh, <laughs> but with the amount of wins or losses, I should say, I've got three losses. Matt's got two losses. Scott's got four. Eh, we're all right there. So we'll see what happens. You guys got anything else to add before we close it out? No. I said no. All right. Well, Matt, drink your whiskey and then blast us off. Remember, have fun with it. So hot. <laughs>